Everybody, I hope you guys are having a good day. Welcome to Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and I am here today with my lovely wife, Dr. Alicia Watkins. And uh, today on Pillow Talk, we wanted to talk about some things um, involving this lady named Jada Pinkett Smith. There's actually an interesting conversation happening in the black community right now regarding uh, whether or not Jada is uh, being a hero by telling her whole story or if she is doing a little bit of TMI. And uh, also with my wife being a relationship therapist, things like that, I think there are some things that we can learn, not just about relationships, but also branding and business and, and what's actually good or bad for business. So uh, before I introduce my, my wonderful wife, how you doing, babe? But well, actually, you know, I'm going to say hi to my wife because she's in the other office. How you doing, babe? I'm doing great. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. I puked on the airplane today. No, I feel so bad for you. And I, you didn't call me to tell me that you puked. Yeah, yeah. I got on the plane, y'all. Y'all know I'm getting my private pilot's license, right? Like I'm learning how to fly. And we were we had planned this big flight. And it takes about two hours to flight plan at the stage that I'm at. You have to go through and check everything from the weather to what direction you're going to, uh, the layout of the airport, density and temperature, altitude, uh, flight plans and all that, right? So we did all this planning. And I got on this plane and I started feeling queasy about 10 minutes in. And I said, you know what, I'm 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 gonna tough it out. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna fight through it. And then before I knew it, I got that mouthwatery thing that happens right before you're about to just let it go. And I was done. I had to turn around and go back to the airport. I we flew two-thirds of the way to Champaign, Illinois, and I had to turn around. I said, You take over the plane, I can't do it no more. And so that was my day. <laughs> That's too bad. And you were zonked. You're kind yeah, of tired was. the rest of I the was. day. Yeah, I was super tired. I was trying to have a productive day. We got up early in the morning. You got me up at 5.45 a.m. We went to yeah. the gym. I, we had done a lot of work that morning. I taught my uh, my stock market class that morning. And uh, so I was ready. You know, it, I was really ready. And, and we're getting ready for the All Black National Convention, which is this weekend in Atlanta. Allblacknationalconvention.com, by the way, if you want to join us virtually or in person. And, uh, and so I had a busy day, but I thought I was on a roll. And then sometimes, you know, life kicks in. But anyway, uh, <clears throat> let, before we get started, can everyone... Everybody give me a quick yes if you can hear me. Let's do a quick audio check. Give me a quick yes. I see J Jazim, or Ka sorry, Kazim, uh, Wendell, and D Debu, and uh, Dr. Vibe out of Canada. Good to see Dr. Vibe from the Dr. Vibe Show. French Rankin, uh, give me a yes if you can hear us. I want to make sure you guys are getting our audio okay. And also, don't forget, if you want to listen via audio, you can go to uh, Spotify or Apple, and you can find the podcast on Spotify or Apple. So give me some quick yeses in the chat or B1 or something like that to let me know that you guys can hear us okay and we're coming through all right. All right, so let's jump into the topic. All right, so here's here's the interesting thing that happened today. Uh, I, You know, I'm a statistician, and you're a statistician. I know that you have uh, a lot of certifications and stats, and to get a PhD by the way, you get you pretty much are drowning in statistics for years. So we're both uh, into data and statistics. And I wanted to see the data on how people felt about Jada Pinkett Smith's most recent, um, let's say, very revealing set of interviews. And uh, I took a survey on my Twitter. My Twitter is Dr. Boyce Watkins, one Dr. Boyce Watkins in the number one. And uh, and I asked every I asked intelligent black people, I said, do you admire Jada Pinkett Smith? That's it. And uh, and actually, before I get the survey results, I want to ask everybody in the chat, give me a yes or no. Do you admire Jada? Uh, do you admire her more? Like, did you just generally admire her or and, and do you admire her more or less since she's sort of been going public and, and talking about all this stuff with Will? I'd like to hear you guys opinion. Uh, what I so and I'll tell you the survey results as you guys tell me what you think. Uh, the answer was pretty overwhelming. 
92% of you, 92% of intelligent black people said they do not admire Jada Pinkett Smith uh, as a result of what she's been doing publicly. Uh, 8% of you said, yes, you do admire her. 92% of you said no. And uh, I think that's really interesting. And I think the next interesting question to ask in that survey, and I want to get your, your thoughts on this, babe, is uh, I'd like to, I'm going to actually ask people, do you admire her more or less? Because I didn't ask that. I just said, do you admire her, period. So maybe some people never admired her. And, and you, you know, you're never going to make your haters happy, right? You, that, that don't, never. Just a little tip for y'all. When you get haters, and believe me, when you become successful, somebody's going to get mad at you for it. Don't spend your time trying to please your haters. Please the people that love you. Please the people that support you. Just like dating. Don't chase the women that don't like you. Chase the women that do. Those are the ones who will treat you better. So anyway, babe, uh, let me ask this. What do you think about those results? Yeah, I mean, I think people are being quite honest about how she's coming across. Um, I get the impression that her position was to, okay, I'm going to teach the public something about relationships and marriage. And when I do that, I'm going to disclose myself. I'm going to be transparent. I'm going to be make myself vulnerable and share these very personal stories about people who are very close to me as a way of uh, demonstrating to other people that I'm going through something right now that's meaningful to, in her mind, I think she feels as if her experience is meaningful, valuable, and something that the public wants to hear that she feels like she needs to share and receive some sort of validation from. So I'm, this is my thought about what she's thinking. And I'm, I would like to know, and any the next time she does an interview, I would like somebody to ask her about this, if she's aware that the way she's coming across to the public may not be the way in which she's intending to come across. And, um, mm. and I, I think that she, she wants to be transparent and vulnerable, but it's, it's, not, it's coming across really flat and the public is just not with it. So that's, that's my interpretation. Okay. So, so, so you think that, that that her goal is like I'm going to be vulnerable, I'm going to be open, I'm going to keep it real, yeah. you know? And uh, it, you think that's what? Okay, you know, and you know what's funny is um, I, I don't know if y'all saw, I, I I put that image on my um on my Instagram. Somebody put this uh, really funny picture up with uh, Jada Pinkett Smith's face blended with Tupac, and uh, and and it basically said something like Jada Pinkett Smith reveals that she's been Tupac the entire time. And it's it's not a flattering picture. It's like a picture of her with a beard and a and a, a you know like a you know the Crips uh, headband around a bandana on her head, and um and and so so it it, it seems like people are kind of uh, making fun of it at this point. Now, <clears throat> what's interesting is um, you know if you remember one of the things that two one of us a lot of people haven't talked about this, but in my two cents, Jada's making the same mistake that Pac might have made it to some extent. In that Pac, I think that Pac died young, partly because he kept it a little bit too real, right? He was a guy that said, you know, I want to show you that I'm a real gangster. I'm going to show you that I'm a real thug. I'm going to show you that I'm really out here in these streets. And he was getting involved in situations that were just surprising to see a celebrity, you know, having shootouts with the police and stuff like that, right? And, um, you know, and it all even reminds me, even when Whitney Houston, uh, was was kind of struggling how she would just get in fights with everybody and anybody that she that had a beef with her or had an issue with her. Uh, so do you think that there is something uh, about what's going on with Jada that where her mystique has been kind of lost, right? Because remember the Smiths were kind of seen 
a little bit like a royal family uh, in, you know, in the black community. I, I saw them at the BET Awards or something where they they pulled up in a chariot or a stagecoach together and the stagecoach had spinning wheels. <clears throat> so it was like they were like hood royalty. Um, do you think that this this is kind of what has disappointed people with with Jada? They kind of like, look, you're royalty. We really don't want uh, the people that we admire on this level to sort of come out and say, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm regular just like you. In fact, I'm not just regular. I'm so regular that I'm irregular. What do you think? I think that she is tired of pretending. I think mm. she is tired of pretending that she has this great marriage, this great relationship, this great life, this great family. She's, I mean, you got all the money you could ever want, you know, but she's not quite happy. And I think that she, it's a, it's a contradiction that she's been living in. And I don't know if people know what it's like to live a contradiction where this mm. sort of outside image of her, she's not comfortable with that anymore. That's what I think. And I think sometimes um, it can make you, it can make you sick to your stomach to think, oh, I mean, to hear people say, oh, what a beautiful couple, Will and Jada. Oh, I admire them and all of this. In the back of your mind, you know that there is no marriage. There is no real marriage. It's a sham. And mm -hmm. I don't know, honestly, I don't know what that's like to live like that. But clearly from what she's saying and what she's doing, it's not comfortable for her. So mm. I just think that she just doesn't want, she's tired of living a lie. She wants the truth to come out. And I think as the days are rolling by and she's booking these interviews, more and more stuff is going to come out. Stop it. I mean, Red Table Talk, she said a lot, but who knew there was more going on in the mind of Jada? <laughs> Uh, and by the way, everybody, please hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, share, subscribe. You're watching Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. Uh, Pillow Talk is where my wife and I get together and try to have intelligent, fun conversations about things happening in the black community. Uh, my wife is a, uh, a licensed therapist and a full professor of social work. Uh, and also she is a certified, a certified trauma professional, among other things. If you'd like to learn more about what she does, uh, she sees a lot of clients uh, individually and collectively. Feel free to go to coachingwithdralicia.com. That's coachingwithdralicia.com. Uh, my PhD is in finance, so I'm always interested in things that relate to love and money. Uh, I wrote a book years ago called Financial Lovemaking. So uh, if you want to know why I'm interested in Will and Jada, it's because I'm always interested in how money shapes our relationships with other people. Uh, you know, like I, even even little things about like like how men become suddenly attract super attractive because they have lots of money and uh, or how families like this might, you know, maintain a charade. Remember, Will and Jada are both very good actors. Right. And uh, it, I mean, he's really good actors. And and I made a mistake. I said that Jada played Catwoman on Gotham. She didn't play Catwoman. She played a character called Fish Mooney. And uh, and she I, and I mean, when I talk about killed it, she killed it. She well, is every bit. In my opinion, I think Jada's right up there with Will in terms of talent. Um, and I, I wonder just, you know, how is the money worth it? Right. Because yeah. the thing is that you get all that attention and you have your Will and Jada and you have all these people coming up and saying, um, you know, I just admire you so much. You're my hero. You inspire me. And, and I think that there might be something that goes through their mind where they're like, why? Like, why? Why do you think I'm better than you? Why do you think that because we're on TV, I need y'all to pay attention now. Why do you think that because I'm on TV, white people put me on TV, by the way, because white people put us on TV, that somehow makes our fake relationship better than your real relationship. Like our fake shit is better than your real shit. And somehow you're doing that. You're putting, and I, and I, in a way, to some extent, tell me what you think. I almost feel like for Jada, again, in her defense, 
maybe this is just liberating. It's like, stop it. Stop fantasizing about me. Stop fantasizing about Will. It ain't what you think. I think, I mean, Jada's even now getting into the, the, the whole um, gayness stuff. Like, she, I think she talked about stuff with women or whatever. She ain't talked about Will. I ain't gonna, I am not touching that at all with a 10 foot pole. Uh, but I will say that, you know, it, uh, do you think that, 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 that part of this is like liberating for her and also liberating for, uh, for the black community, when you have people that are living in real relationships who are looking up to people that don't even have a relationship, but somehow thinking that that's better than what they got going on in their own house. Yeah, I always wonder why we look up to celebrity relationships, because Holly Weird, <laughs> do not base your marriage off of Holly Weird, <laughs> because it's not normal. Like, their world is so different from the world of me and you boys. Like it's hard to, you know, to think about how they see marriage and how they see relationships. I mean, it's in the, it's another planet. And so we can't look at them. And I think that's the problem. We're seeing Will and Jada through the lens of our own value system. But mm. those people in Hollywood have a whole different value system. Like, we feel like that marriage should be a certain way. Let those people in Hollywood define how they want their marriage to be and let them live their own marriage the way they want it to be. It is something totally different because I just find like everything, everything in that whole era, it's like, you know, there's no boundaries. It's this free love. These, these pleasure seekers, who knows what happens secret parties it's like eyes wide shut going on i think i think you know i think stanley kubrick was on to something when he did that film eyes wide shut and every time i think about holly weird and this falls into holly weird i think about stanley kubrick's film eyes wide shut so anyway that's what i think about it you know what and and, and check this out um just to speak on that point and and I, and I really think it's important for people to understand, like, stop looking up to these people. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that they're I'm not saying Will and Jada are bad people at all. And I want to be really careful about that, because I told you how much I had how much of a great conversation I had with Will's brother, Harry. And we talked several times for long for hours. And he's such a smart man. And I can tell what kind of family you come from by how you carry yourself. And Harry carries himself professionally and intelligently. And uh, it gave me insights into Will. It was kind of weird talking to Harry because he looks just like Will. And I said, wow, I'm I feel like I'm looking in Will Smith's eyes right now. This is kind of strange. <laughs> and so I, I want to make sure I show that respect. I respect the family immensely. But uh, one thing I think is really important is that, you know, people kind of have to stop sort of assuming that Hollywood celebrities lives are the same as yours <laughs> or that their values are the same as yours or that. They, they clearly their values, especially if you're B1 people, if you're, if you're if you're in this intelligent black people community that we have, which is really a sub segment of the black community. When we're not talking to every black person, we're talking to black people that really want to have real wealth, real power, real family, real love, real intelligence, all these other things. Um, a lot of things that happen in Hollywood are not consistent with your values. You know, remember, it, it's very hard to succeed in Hollywood without making tremendous ethical sacrifices. You know, to, to you got to do things that a lot of us would not do, you know? And, and so, so I'll give you an example. Let me give you a real life example. Um, and I don't think Will's family would be offended by me sharing this because they shared this publicly. Will Jada's not the only one who, who, who's put some business out there. Um, Will wrote in a book that uh, yeah. basically he said, I, he said, I slept with so many women that it, that literally when he would have uh, an orgasm, it would make him vomit. Now who, how, who can relate to that? 
Can anybody in this room relate to puking every time you have an orgasm because you've had sex with so many people? Like, I mean, not only is that incredibly unhealthy, right? You got to call it the CDC at that point because uh, that's, I mean, there's, there, you know, there's stuff out here, right? Uh, but then just you, most of us can't even imagine living in a world like that. You got to, I mean, even if, it, I, if you, you can be having sex with three, four people a day and still not get to the point where it makes you throw up. You know, so so, but but that's the life of a Hollywood megastar, right? And and I, I think it speaks to not just the fact that their lives are so different, but also to all these people that are quick to go sleep with somebody because they're famous. Like, are you really gonna lay down with somebody that has sex with three thousand people, like, and really think that's gonna turn out okay for you? I, I I don't get that, right? So so I think to some extent, as much as I don't like what Jade is doing, I don't, I wouldn't be married to a woman like that. If you ever decide to do that, babe, please. Just know divorce papers will be in the mail. <laughs> Go ahead and say that now. I'm playing. I love you. Uh, but but seriously, but but still though, uh, to some extent, I can totally understand her her just kind of saying to the world, like, stop admiring me, stop putting me on a pedestal, stop acting like I'm something that you want to copy because it ain't it ain't what it appears to be. Yeah, think? and I get this impression that um people in Hollywood look up to us. Mm. I get that impression that they look up to us. I think mm. that like they yeah. wish, I mean, and to some extent, we're kind of ignorant to what's going on. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. we don't see the real deal. And I think that they they love the fact that we talk about them because we do talk about them in the way, in a lot of ways. And I think they just like they really there. There's a high level of respect for us. I really do think that, boys, the B1 community, I feel like we are we we represent the freedom and the ability to live, quote unquote, a normal life, we represent that and we're able to take care of ourselves. You know, we're not dependent on all of these constraints, so to speak. So I get honestly get the impression that that these people in our communication with some aspects of people in Hollywood, I really do get the sense that they really do look up to us, boys. Seriously. Well, and when you say us, you're talking about the B1 community, not yeah, like, I'm not talking about me and you necessarily. Right, right, right. Okay, I, I'll make that like, clear. No, 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 no. Right, okay. They don't know us no enough <laughs> to look up to us, but I think people like us. They look up to us. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, wow, I wish I could really have that. But when you're in this Hollywood space, it's hard to tell somebody really likes you or not. It's hard to tell. You know, it's like. Who do I talk to? You're scanning the room. You're trying. I mean, it's just the whole thing. You don't know if somebody really being famous like that. You don't know if somebody really is interested in you. Um, mm -hmm. do, do you have something interesting to say? Who are you? Who are you connected with? And everybody's mm -hmm. trying to network. It's just like it's a space that I, you know, I couldn't. I, it would bother me. Like, it's just not my type of space. I think I would, you know, I'm more interested in somebody as a person, not who and what they can do for me. Cause I'm not trying to make it big in Hollywood, you know? So mm. I just think like, it's a, you know, I feel sorry for that. I have empathy. I really do have empathy for people in that because you do give up, you give up something, you give up something to live this life. It's almost like you sacrifice part of your morals and part of your values in to mm. step inside of this space. Now, granted there's nice shiny awards, there's money, there's, you know, fame, there's all that, but there's a price to it. And part of it could be, you're not going to have a normal marriage <laughs> like everybody else. Well, 
Well, you know, that, that's an interesting point that you make. And by, and by the way, if you want to hang out with other B1 people, we are having the all-black national convention this weekend in Atlanta. The online tickets are not are no longer on sale after tomorrow. So uh, that's the, the 18th. So if you're planning on coming to the convention, uh, and you have to get your ticket online. They, I don't think there'll be any at the door. Uh, and so if you want to get your ticket, just go to allblacknationalconvention.com or you can get a virtual pass at allblacknationalconvention.com. So either one, physical or virtual. If you live near Atlanta or you want to fly in, I guarantee it'll be worth it. So uh, that's our gathering every year. It's our, our flagship event. We, we, we plan for it all year long. It's like a great big party, but with intelligent black people. And it's a great way to connect with others similar to yourself. And we have over 42 or 43 experts coming in this year. So, uh, so you're going to learn too, and you're going to connect with great people. So anyway, um, so hit that thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe, you know, to, to your point about, uh, Hollywood people, I, you know, do they admire us? I think that they do, but at the same time, I think it's, I, I see it not so much just admiring, but almost like, um, sort of wishing they could be where we are. Right. Uh, because here's what I, here's what I see. Right. I think, I think about Nick Cannon and, uh, when Nick Cannon decided to, uh, you know, to, to come into the black space. And we became kind of the cool kids to some extent because most of the celebrities that I talk to and interact with, I don't call any of them. I've never, I've never reached out to a celebrity to try to become friends with the celebrity. They, they all kind of reach out to me, you know, Ice Cube and Tyler Perry and, and what was the other one? Uh, Chris Rock's brother used to call me all the time. I didn't, I was like, I liked him. I just like, what, do you need anything? You know, and, um, and uh, you know, the list goes on and on, right? There's a few other people in there. And and what uh, Kanye Kanye called last year during our convention. So I'm curious if some some other weird person's going to call out. You know, it's, it's always something at this convention. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's right. Exciting. <laughs> well, it, it's special. It's special, right? Because I've always known that that you know that part of I believe part of sort of being a liberated black person means loving who you are and and loving where you are, just being happy right where you are, not feeling like you have to leave your community to be special or leave your space in order to be recognized or, or walk away from your power source in order to sort of fit in with, with debaucherous culture, fitting in with other people. I like, I, I don't want to fit in with Hollywood. I don't want to fit in with mainstream because I don't respect it. I, I don't, I, I love Will. I love Jada. I admire them, but I don't respect the space that they operate in because I know stupid when I see it. My mama taught me that when I was four, right? And my daddy taught me that when you see stupid, when you see ignorant, you don't co-sign on it. Even if it's cool, even if it's trendy, even if they making money, and all this other stuff you don't do that right so so what i have observed is that there are celebrities who look over in in the space of intelligent black people they see or they'll see some black man or woman that's doing really well maybe they're not making 10 million a year but maybe they're making half a million a year but they say what they want they do what they want they're doing work that matters to them they're around people that they love they're not in a hostile environment and you can't tell me that somebody who is trapped in Hollywood isn't going to envy that, right? I, I think they look at that and they say, wow, okay, so this is like blackness 2.0. I don't have to sell my soul in order to pay the bills. Give me a yes if you understand what I'm saying. I don't have to go and be around people who despise me. I can be around people who love me. I don't have to be around people who will take me in in spite of who I am. I can be around people who will take me in because of who I am, right? So I think that's what drew mm -hmm. Nick Cannon over to the space. But the problem that Nick ran into, and I talked to I talked to Nick Cannon's dad for 45 minutes. Again, another guy who comes from a smart family, right? Uh, and so, uh, so, so Nick, like Nick's dad is super smart, very pro-black. And, and when we were talking, the hard part is I'm used to pursuing my blackness with no constraints. I'm used to saying, okay, let's do what needs to be done and do it the way it needs to be done. We ain't got to ask nobody's permission. But I felt that with Nick's dad, you know, I think he was kind of stuck like where it's like, okay, 
I want to do all this pro black stuff, but my son is, you know, making 20 million a year on the mass singer, right? <laughs> or he's making 80 million a year from all these, uh, you know, doing comedy and whatever else he does. And he's good at it, but it's like two different worlds. And I think Nick tried to sort of navigate in that world and to sort of be as free as, as he wanted to be and kind of flex. And he ended up getting caught. And y'all, y'all saw what happened when Nick pissed off his bosses. They, you know, they publicly humiliated him deliberately. You know, they, he, know, he knows that there's certain people you just don't mess with. These are the same people who are, you know, controlling media, like in terms of what's happening over in the Middle East. They're telling you what you're allowed to think. In fact, if you notice, and I'm, I'm going to stop talking because I want to get your thoughts on this, but like even if you, you can even connect it to this war, right? And I'm not telling anybody what side you're supposed to pick. But one thing you'll notice very clearly is that if you ask regular people who are just free, who could just say whatever they want, what do you think about what's going on over there in uh, Israel and Palestine? Yo, a lot of regular people are going to say that's oppression. Like what they're doing to the Palestinians is terrible. They need to stop, blah, 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 blah. You ask, go ask celebrities. Look at what black celebrities are saying online. Look at what black athletes are saying online. Look at what wealthy black people who are mainstream are saying. Their opinion is like, oh my God, I can't believe that they came over here and did X, Y, Z to these poor people. Again, all of it's terrible though. I want to make that clear. I'm not telling you that you're wrong. I'm just saying that. Um, that that you know, I think with Hollywood, black people in Hollywood are like can become like oil and water. And I see so many of those people go out there and they think that they're living their little dream, and they get a nightmare instead. And next thing you know, they start doing weird stuff like this. Because remember, Jade is not the only one who's acting weird. Will Will kind of started the weirdness because Will's what went up there in in the middle. I mean, his crowning moment. Damn the what? I mean, best actor award. You've been going to the damn Oscars thirty years, bro. And you pick the one year that they finally give you best actor, and that's the day you decide to slap Chris. You couldn't have slapped his ass in 2019. You know, like that's what I didn't understand about it. I'm gonna be honest with you. It's like because Will deserved that award. We saw what he did in that in that movie. He was amazing in that movie. That's your night, man. Slap Chris after the show. No, and so so I didn't understand that. So as crazy as Jada's acting, I think Will kind of started the craziness. What do you think? Oh my God, what does this tell us, boys? What does this tell us? This tells us, number this tells us two things, right? Two things. The first thing it tells us is that we now know that Chris Rock, Will Smith, Nick Cannon, Kanye West, we know they listen to you. Because if their brother listens to you, then they're listening to you. If the father is listening to you, then they're listening to you. So that's the message. That's the message for you, boys. The message for you is that these individuals are listening to what you're saying. So they are playing the The second lesson we can take from all of this is that they're playing the game. They're playing the game that they need to play to survive for the art of acting, boys. I mean, acting is a craft and it's not that many avenues for people to be able to do what they love to do. So they have to play the game in order to make it successful in Hollywood. They have decided to sign up for these things, right? So they've already agreed that this is what they have to do. However, however, yes, Yes, French twist. There has I, to be. A, I just threw that up there. Don't get yeah, distracted. Has, I just thought it made me laugh. Miss French twist says he he could have slapped Chris when there were no witnesses. That no, that, it's that's not hilarious. I but that would never. I agree. By the way, that would never work because there has to be a spectacle. 
Just want to say there has to be a spectacle. So the thing is, is that if the relatives of these individuals are coming to talk to you, you know, you, you should hear the message. The message is almost... It's almost like, um, remember in slavery, how you would give messages to people and they would put it on, they would quilt it on the quilt or whatever that was laid out for the day that would say, you can escape by going left around the big tree in the right. You know, it would be quilts that would communicate like the Underground Railroad, where you communicate to people to let them know how to get free. That's what that is. That's a cryptid message to you to say, I'm listening to you. I'm paying attention to you. I will reach out to you when I need you. But when the when the revolution is coming, they know where to be. You know what I mean? When it when it all falls down, they they they're telling you that there be one. So, yeah. And that and that's and that's what I <laughs> that's what I debate a little bit, because, um, yeah, I I. Um... I, I, I guess people listen to stuff that I might say. Right. And I don't even think about that, to be honest with you. Um, I, I kind of think it's, um, you know, but you are right, though. What typically will occur, though, is when people do reach out to someone like me, it's it reminds me of when I worked at Syracuse University and and I spoke out about racism from the beginning, which pretty much made me the pariah of the campus. And 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 there was another faculty member who was trying to fit in. Right. I thought this whole like being white thing was really working for her. And then she unfortunately got a, one, one of those Paul Mooney wake up calls. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Paul Mooney had the nigga wake up call. And uh, and she got one of those. And then it was suddenly like, oh, well, let me go see Boyce. Right. Let me go talk yeah. to Boyce because I'm going to tell Boyce how racist these people are and how bad they treated me. And I and I remember sitting there saying, yeah, of course, I, I knew that was going to happen. I, I just you, you, you tried to play a game that I just don't want to play because I don't think it's going to work. And, uh, and, and it, and it makes you, it's, it, it's, it's okay. Like you can kind of forgive it. I, I know Minister Farrakhan gets it at a super high level because you'd be amazed how many celebrities, mainstream black celebrities will call Farrakhan and can't tell anybody that they talked to him because somebody decided that the minister was, uh, is 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 is, on is the, list. the minister's on the list <laughs> that he's dangerous right right and yeah. and even though he does, he doesn't hurt anybody he he wouldn't hurt a fly you know he's a very good man i and and i like the i like being able to be friends with Farrakhan in public you know and and i think that's part of freedom i think for black people is why the hell are you hiding who your friends are why are you scared to be seen in public with somebody who loves you but yet you will gladly go in public with somebody who hates you I, I just don't understand that. And that's not right. And I, and, uh, and I, I and, and there are some cases where I might even get a little bit offended. You know, uh, I, I, you know, Kanye and I talked about his Adidas deal and, and what happened with Adidas. And I said, yeah, that was a lot of money that you threw away. I hope it was worth it. And I wish you would take some of that money and instead, you know, and, and invest it in some infrastructure for the black community. Like I could give you a blueprint. I could help you put together a board right now where you could build a whole school system and name it after your mother Donda. Like I, I want you to consider this. And, and what I felt was the, the same feeling I felt when I got calls from the Obama administration. I didn't get a feel that, that, that people were calling to help the cause. I feel like sometimes they call because they want to use you. You know, just like when OJ got in trouble with that white woman, OJ didn't have well, nothing to do with black people until white people turned against him. Now it's like, oh, I need the black community. You know, we're, we're kind of like for some of the black celebrities, not all of them, I'm not saying Will and Jada are doing this, but, but I'm, maybe I'm venting a little bit, but 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 we're like that group you go to when you get in trouble, 
right? But you didn't want nothing to do with us when things were good. When you was trying to be a Kardashian and whatever else you're doing up in Hollywood, you you don't want nothing to do with us. But then when they decide to fire you from your job or they take your money or they trying to put you in jail, then suddenly it's like black power, everybody. I need the black community. I don't think black people should allow ourselves to be used like that. And, uh, and without revealing too much, I, I I had to politely let Kanye know, like, no, man, I'm not. I'm not going to go out here and, and rally everybody to your cause unless you show me something that you're doing for the community. And, and, and you know, show, show me something and then I'll tell them what you did. You know, and so I, I think that with some of these celebrities, honestly, um, I, I, I say pick your lifestyle. Just make your choice. You know, if you choose the Hollywood life, then that's that's where you live. That's who you are. We, we will love you anyway. But don't try to jump back and forth. Right. Because that's when you're going to have problems because you're being a little bit schizophrenic. Yeah, it is. It's totally schizophrenic. That whole just that whole Kanye West thing was absolutely it was madness. But You were, you were sitting right there and you, you remember me talking to him at four o'clock in the morning and for hours and, and <laughs> you know, just and I'm listening and trying to oh, understand. Oh, right. it, it was wow. very. It was, it was it was it was interesting. He, the man the man's an absolute genius. Tremendous respect for him. Uh, but you know, I, I kind of think with uh, black celebrities, I think that there's a lot to be desired in terms of us really understanding like what's the what's the mission, what's the plan, what's the what's the goal, what's the objective. The objective is for you to uh, compete, for you to elevate, for you to get the community where we need to be in order for us to win. You know, and anything that's off the mission, off the plan, uh, is not of interest to me. Okay, so let me, I, I want to jump in because it, not everybody is where you are, boys. Not everybody yeah. is at your stage. Like, you got to remember, at one point, there was a boys who was trying to get tenure at a university. <laughs> that Yeah, he, he, was, he lived for about a year. <laughs> and then I had to kill him. I, I had to murder him and, and, and build a better voice. You know, at one point there was a boys who was trying to get a job, um, you know, trying to get a job on Wall Street. So yeah, everybody got there. You were at a different stage in your life, a different developmental mm -hmm. stage. And you're okay. just uh, planted firmly where you are. I don't know if you went there voluntarily or maybe you were kind of pushed, pushed to this point. Well, where you, well, at, you, you, but, you, get, you get trained to do that when you're black. You know how yeah. it is. You grow up and they, they're like, yeah. oh, make sure you get a good job and make sure you act act polite so white people will hire you. You know, just all this stuff. I mean, and, and, and I think and what I admire about Jada is I think I like the fact that Jada's kind of just saying to hell with it. You know, instead yeah, of I'm just, say what all, I'm all, all of us grow up. Yeah, all of us. I don't give me a yes or no if you grew up like this. Like all of us grow up kind of being trained to code switch. Anybody else know what I'm talking about where you talk black to black people and then you get around white people when you suddenly turn into Sally, Sally Jenkins from the suburbs or whatever. And, and it's, 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 um, and it's, it's humiliating. It's, um, it's degrading. I think it, it ruins your self-esteem because what it's effectively telling you is that who you are is not good enough that in order for you. Uh, so, so as much as we want to say, Will and Jada are actors and they've been acting all these years and, and so much of their life is fake. Well, a lot of your life is fake. A lot of my life was fake. Right. A lot of us are fake. A lot of us is black, the black community are actors. We are actors. We get up and we go to, to this job and we, we we behave a certain way when we're at corporate and we're trying to fit in. And then we get around black people. And we just let it loose, you know, and, and, I, and I just think that's um, very stressful. I don't know. Tell me, you're a therapist. Is there okay. some kind of mental illness that develops out of that, out of like no. living a double life? 
Okay. All right. Let me, it's, um, Carl Jung talks about this a lot, right? We all have different personas. Okay. And, um, in good mental health says every single one of your personas has to be connected to who you really are. So when I think about myself as a wife, how I behave as your wife is not going to be how I behave when I leave out of and go into the streets, you know, and go grocery shopping. I'm not going to be wife Alicia, right? So, yeah. but how I am as a mother, it's still closely tied to my values and who I am as a person. But me as a mother, I'm not going to treat my children the same way I treat you. You know what I mean? It's a totally different thing, but it's a, as long as all of the different areas in your life where you have to perform. So I'm a therapist. So how I am as a therapist it's totally different from how I am as a mother and a wife, how I am when I'm at my university, I got my university self that I've developed. It's a persona, but you know, and it's okay to have that persona because that's a professional persona. I'm a, I'm teaching a class. I'm interacting with my colleagues there. That's, you know, that's a whole different set of Alicia, you know, that they get at that university. And I know how to dial into each persona. The thing is, is that um, it has to be closely tied to who you are as a core person. I think what you're saying where it gets to be schizophrenic is when your personas are developed, but it's it goes against who and what you are. It's contradictory. That's where I think it becomes problematic. So it's okay to, de to develop certain parts of yourself because when you're, when you're first a mother, if you just have a brand new child, you've never been a mom before, you have to develop that persona, right? So we're all, when we're in new situations, we develop a persona about ourselves, but it has to be closely tied to who you are core as a person. And um, so I just want to make that clarification that it's okay to be different. You know, I don't want to be mom. I don't want to be mom when I'm at my university because these people don't want me to be their mother. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm the university person. So that's the difference between the two. Okay. Well, you know what, uh, by the way, everybody, I wanted to let you guys know uh, you're watching pillow talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. I'm with my lovely wife, Dr. Alicia Watkins and Dr. Alicia is a licensed therapist and a full professor of social work. Uh, and uh, her website is coachingwithdralicia.com. If you want to see what she does, uh, she sees lots of clients on an individual basis and collective basis. And also my website is boycewatkins.com. And my new book is called The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. I also wrote another book called Financial Lovemaking. Uh, and you can find those books at drboycebooks.com. So if you ever wonder why is this finance professor and, and this social worker talking about uh, Will and Jada, it's because they, this is all about love and money. And I and I see the money everywhere. I mean, I think that, uh, babe, I feel like the, uh, you know, in this whole situation, you, you, I, it's, it's interesting. I, like I'd ask myself a question like this. If Jada Pinkett Smith wasn't, uh, you know, worth half a billion dollars with her husband, would she be doing this whole charade? You know, we, we know that if she wasn't famous and rich, nobody would care. But, you know, what would be different if if she wasn't a, a super wealthy, mega elite celebrity? Like, what if she was just a regular lady who uh, was in a fake marriage? Uh, how much effort would be put into maintaining that fake marriage? Do you think that she did it based on some sort of core value? Like, like I'm never going to divorce my husband no matter what. Or do you think she did it because their marriage became a brand? Like, Will and Jada, like, w Will is a brand that's worth 
probably hundreds of millions of dollars, maybe a couple, actually probably billions by now. Uh, Jada is a brand that's worth at least hundreds of millions of dollars. Will and Jada are a brand, right? And uh, and and that's a brand that could be sold. Like they could have literally done commercials together. They probably endorsed products together, you know, et cetera. Even you and I, to some extent, kind of became a little bit of a baby brand. You know, like there are people there, like, oh, I love your, you know, I love you as a couple, et cetera. And, and it's interesting because it's kind of weird because, like, I, like it's like I kind of want to also tell people like, don't put us too high on that pedestal. Because I don't want you to be disappointed when you find out I'm not perfect or she's not perfect because ain't nobody perfect. Like So so what do you think in terms of the money? Like, do you feel like the money creates pressure for Will and Jada to kind of maintain a charade that they wouldn't maintain if she had been just a regular lady who went off and ran off with Tupac or something? Yeah, I don't think I, I get the impression that Jada is done with the Will and Jada brand. I think she's done with it. She's ready to get rid, get rid of that whole brand. She, she's ready to just like let's just leave that where it needs to be. I'm going off on my own right now. I don't want she's strengthening her own brand, and she's like, "Will you can go and strengthen your brand?" I don't know where he, where is he on a boat somewhere in the middle of the ocean? I don't know. He's finding himself. How about, how about the way Will has handled this though? He's he, hilarious. I, I, I give him mad props. Like he's handled like such a pro. Like you see the video where he's like, he said, "Here's my official statement," and he starts he, he starts talking. He's like, he's like, so here's so what I think is, and he goes, and he sneezes, and then they just pan out to like this massively crazy image of him like on the planet Earth or something. It's it's real weird. You got to see it. But, but, yeah. but following, following him on Instagram is interesting because. For nine straight days, Will did not make a single comment about anything on his Instagram. His Instagram was flat dead for nine days. And I, I'm wondering what was going on during those nine days. And but then he when he had no notifications, he turned his notifications off. Yeah, yeah. And I love it because I like the way he's like, I'm acknowledging it without acknowledging it. You know, I, I'm going to I'm going to let you know that I see it. But I'm also going to let you know that I'm Will Smith and I don't I don't really have to see it. And I'm not, I don't have to sort of communicate that and then also i saw he put out a rap song did you see that i i saw something i'm busy all day i i, I, That's I know we got better things to do i was being, I was being mom i was being mom wife and therapist today so i was pretty busy but okay i looked at the reactions to the song people liked it like will really like what did, did, a what good did he have to say what was the message in the song um he he was uh i think i felt kind of defending who he is to kind of say like like it starts off with let me remind you of who will smith is and he starts talking about how much money and fame and power he has like i think he says something like if i went to the club and threw money at the stripper it'd probably kill her because of the weight of the money like everybody should check it out and i'm wondering like oh. what do you think I mean, like yeah yeah it was i mean it was it was like it was like i could see him sitting in a room again because i think his family's smart and strategic uh because his brother's like that and they're, they're just smart people and uh, I could see them sitting around saying, how do we respond to this? And I think that the message was remind the world that you're Big Willie. You know, remind people of what you are. Like, no, you're not some simp. You're not some, you know, broken man. You you are a megastar who has accomplished more in, in a who accomplishes more in a year than most people accomplish in 10 lifetimes. And because he, he referenced that in things like that in the song, like it would take you a hundred lifetimes to make the amount of money I made in one movie, just that kind of thing. So that that excessive, you know, hyper, so almost hyper masculine arrogance that rappers do. Like I'm gonna sit and brag on the whole song about how great I am. 
I, I felt like it was kind of being defensive though. But but it was a yeah, good song. Like, it's I, like I think like I think like Lena, let's just talk about this. I think like what Jada has been saying has been coming across as disrespectful to Will. Those are mm. the things that I'm just saying. And so he's just saying, I don't care. So what? I'm I'm a man. <laughs> you know, I think that rap mm. and the way you're describing it, he's creating his own brand apart from mm. her. He's creating his own brand apart from her. Well, you know what? I'm gonna tell you. I think he, I think he's handled it very well, and, and, people, and people and people like the song. Like he actually okay. is still he's still a good rapper, and he's very talented. And I think that by him sort of saying like, "Let me remind you of why you love me," I think that's okay. that's that's the formula. Neil deGrasse Tyson did that too when um when he got this crazy accusation where some lady said he grabbed her booty 12 years ago or something. Just again, these crazy unproven <laughs> allegations or whatever. He wrote this really long, super smart response that I thought was amazing, you know, and people are like, Oh yeah, that's right. We, we don't really know if you grab the lady's booty or not, but we know that we love you because you're smart. And I, and I think that's good advice for anybody, you know, don't spend too much time trying to make your critics like you just remind the people that do like you, why they like you. And, and, and they can forgive you for not being a perfect person, you know? And so, um, so I, I think that with Will, uh, I, 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 what do you think, what do you predict going forward? Like, how do you think this is going to end? You think it's going to escalate and get worse? Or you think like, I mean, if, if they were, if they were in your office and, and they were a couple, cause you see a lot of couples, like, what would you, how would you start that conversation? Okay. Well, I want to say two things before, before I go into that. Um, number one, I think it's kind of like, I think what I'm getting from Will and Jada is that we already knew what it was about. We already knew what we was doing. You know, I think I get from them that they've already agreed to how they're going to operate their marriage. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then now the rest of the world is catching up with how things have been for a very long time. It looks like the message Will is putting out is that I'm very comfortable with the way things are. Mm. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I'm good. You know, that was, that's my message. I'm good. Okay. Everybody else, we're all today. <laughs> we're late. We're showing up late to the party. <laughs> this party been mm -hmm. going on for a long time. It's old party to them too. But to us, it's like, what? <laughs> you know, we're showing up late to the party. So that's the first thing I want to say. The second thing. Okay. So it seems like um, Will Smith is just, um, he's teamed up with Jazzy Jeff and they're going to make an album together. I don't know. Is that his way of <laughs> starting, his, starting his brand? He and Jazzy, I, I'm down for a Jazzy Jeff, Will Smith album. If that's, if that's the case, going back to his homeboy from Philadelphia. So that was the two comments I want to make. If they were mm. in my office, I would ask them, how, what are you comfortable with? It is, it's not up to me to put my values on any couple. You know, my question to them would be, are you comfortable with the way things are going? You've been living apart, but you're still legally married. This is the status quo. Do you want to continue with the status quo? It seems as if they're quite comfortable with, mm. with how their marriage is going. The rest of us haven't quite, we're not that comfortable because we have in our head how we think marriage is supposed to be and how it's supposed to look but who cares it's none of our business it's whoever's mm. in my office they have to decide both of them need to have a voice that's mm. the biggest thing you have a voice because you're in the relationship are both of you on the same page with how your marriage is operating 
mm-hmm. there's different ways in which people operate in a marriage. <laughs> mm-hmm. Open marriage, closed marriage, monogamous, polyamorous, polyandry, mm-hmm. whatever. You know, it's not me to tell anybody how it works. It's me to facilitate a conversation so that everybody can get on the same page with whatever it works, as long as it's legal. Mm. Okay, by <laughs> the way, everybody. Hurt. No <laughs> one's getting injured and hurt. I'm good. Yeah. All right. And by the way, everybody, uh, you're watching Pillar Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. This is my wife, Dr. Alicia Watkins. And uh, we created Pillar Talk because we like to have, we normally talk against our pillows. We literally in the bed when we talk uh, typically, but uh, but we like to have intelligent, fun conversations about things happening in the black community. So uh, if you are intelligent black people, and you like to talk about topics that relate to love and money and stuff like that. Uh, we'll hope you, we hope you'll hit the subscribe button, subscribe, thumbs up, all that stuff. Also, uh, all the all the content from drboystv.com is actually on Spotify and Apple. So if you look up my name on Spotify and Apple, Boyce Watkins, you can find it there. And this weekend is the All Black National Convention that's going to happen in Atlanta. The online tickets uh, will no longer be sold after tomorrow. After uh, tomorrow at, I think, midnight, there are no more online tickets and uh, there won't be tickets at the door from what I understand because I I think we're pretty much sold out. So uh, if you'd like to join us either physically or virtually and connect with other B1 people, uh, it's a massive convention. There's tons of great people there. It's a great way to build your business, to uh, whatever it is, whatever it is you're trying to do, uh, because we have vendor spots and all that stuff. Uh, Feel free to go to allblacknationalconvention.com. That's allblacknationalconvention.com. All right. So let me uh, ask you, um, let's, let's, let's hop into one more, uh, quick little point here. Um, so, 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 what if Will and Jada decided? You know, we we just want to stay married, and and every year we're gonna just keep coming out and doing crazy stuff that nobody understands, and we want to stay married for the kids and for the people that you know, maybe not for the grown. People. What you? What you say? Those kids are grown up. Yeah, but but I I remember I, together. I, I, well, I was reading somewhere, you know, after as I as I put out that survey and I saw that ninety two percent of the respondents uh, in the black community basically said they do not admire Jada. Um, uh, and also, by the way, on my Twitter, I, I did another survey really quick. I, I'll give you guys the the preliminary results, but I, but I asked another question about whether or not you would actually admire Jada more or less now that she's speaking out. And I'll read that to you in a second. But um, you know, I, I I'm really trying to see. Just, you know, in general, in terms of not just what you can learn from this. First thing, you know, if I was to give a young young person like a lesson off of this, one of the things I would definitely say is be careful when you're out here faking it. Like, I I don't know if if the trade off was really worth it. Like, I kind of feel like the only thing that justifies uh, the clownishness that Jada is kind of enduring right now uh, in terms of how she's looking is the money, right? If Jada was just a regular lady who made, you know, $30,000 a year, I don't know if anybody would want to be where she is in terms of being viewed the way she's being viewed. You know, like imagine your regular working class friend just decided I'm going to tell all my business to everybody and whatever. I I, I don't really know. I, I To me, the, the only value that's really here is entertainment value, right? Because because Jada's achieving that goal, right? She's She's liberating herself by telling her truth and also she's being heard because they they every time she talks and shares something crazy, there's a new headline, right? So she's being heard and she's being liberated and she's probably being paid because we like to pay money for things that get attention. Um, but if the money, if you take the money away, 
you know, is this is this a quality life? Like, is this a quality family situation? Does the, does any of this make sense if there's no money attached? It, it, it just not even looking at the money. Let's strip away stripping away the money and the celebrity and the fame. If you get to her uh, gait, her facial expressions, the words to come out of her mouth, she seems to be pretty miserable. Mm. You know, her struggles with depression her addictions that she had, her, um, there was some, she had a nervous breakdown at her wedding, you know, just. Wait, wait, see, at, wait, what? She said her wedding day was the worst day of her life. Wow. She didn't even want to be married. She did not want to get married when she got married. She had a panic attack. She was sick and everything. She did not enjoy that. She didn't even want to be married. She's talked about that quite a bit that she didn't even want to be married. So, so if she if she didn't want to be married, and, and let's assume that she also mm -hmm. did, at the very least didn't want to be married to Will, again, it's this is this is an important point I want you to help me understand here. Because you know, sometimes people they you, you see it where people ask me all the time, like you're a finance professor, why would you talk about this? And and the, the I asked you that question earlier. I said, if you took the money away, yeah, what changes? Everything changes. If you take the money, like like people got to understand how money, if you don't understand how to control the beast of money, it will control your life. Money is that demon that will come into your space. Next thing what? you know, next Hold thing on. you know, you're like, you're like Charlie. The, no, 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 no. the money, the money is like, like the puppet master that's got his hand up your ass no, and you're talking out. crazy. You're time crazy. Out, time stuff out, time because out. Of the money. Hold on. Right, what, what you got to say? What you got to say? Let me just tell you something. This is Charlie the Negro naysayer, by the way. I sometimes I bring Charlie in, Listen, but but really the money becomes the puppet master. You become the puppet, right? What do you think? Let's not put this off on money, okay? Because I'm not gonna curse money. Because when you talk bad about money, it, it walks away from you. <laughs> so I don't want to do that. I want to attract abundance. So money loves me. I love money. Everybody loves money. You love money. If we all love it. Let's all attract abundance because money is a wonderful tool that can be used <laughs> so let's not talk let's i'm trying talk. to make my wife laugh go ahead go ahead. You know, but i don't want to talk bad about money i don't want to talk it's like talking bad about electricity right electricity is beautiful because i got lights on right now and i'm able to see everybody you know but if i stick my finger lick my finger and stick it in that socket is going to shock me and I'll probably need to go to the hospital. Right. But it's so let's just talk about how money, how money is, is money is, it's just is, you know, and our, our relationship with money needs to be. Wait, you say money. It just is. What does that yeah. mean? It, it means that it's whatever you make of it. Right. Okay. And you say money is awful. Money is terrible. You know, that's, that's not a good relationship with money. And we talk about that in our, you know, our financial anxiety <laughs> uh, department, right? Financial therapy. What is your relationship with money? So when I hear people say, I don't like money, money is evil. Money is terrible. You need to stop yourself from make, stop yourself from finishing that sentence because money is a beautiful thing. It's a tool that can be used for all sorts of things. We got work done in the house. It took money to get work done in the house. That's a beautiful thing because it's created something visually stimulating to me. 
right? And to all of us, right? So we have to change our mindset and change our relationship with money. It is not something evil. It's not something terrible. You know, you know of course, the well, love well, of money. Well, let me, let, let, yeah. let, well, let, let me jump in, though. I, I never said, did I, y'all give me a yes or no. Did I ever I say I heard money you was say terrible? that. I just want to no, stop. No, y'all know my, my PhD is in money. Have I okay. ever, have y'all ever heard me say money is just a terrible thing. Like you should run away from it and avoid it, 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 it by any means necessary. Have y'all ever heard me say that? No, I've never said money is good. I've never said money is bad. I said okay, money is powerful. I, I just wanted to make sure. I said, I said I money, wanted... money, money is powerful. And and let so let me just clarify that money mm -hmm. is powerful in the sense that um, if you think about anything that's powerful, like fire. Fire is a wonderful yes. thing if you're trying to stay warm. It can cook your food. It can do all kinds of stuff for you. Yeah. But a fire that is out of control yes. is a very dangerous thing. So okay. money, like fire, is great as long as you control it. As long okay. as you control the money, the money doesn't control you. Because if you let it get out of control, and that's what's happened to this country. That's why America is in so much trouble. That's why right now you know, we're, people are getting killed over this in overseas wars. And I think $100 billion for Ukraine and all this other nonsense that they're doing. Money can uh, has taken over your government. That's why... The government does things that doesn't make any sense. So money can also, just like it took over your government, it can also take over your life. And so to your point, though, I think with Will and Jada, uh, that much money and that much power and that much fame uh, can get to the point where it can become suffocating a bit. Where, okay. where you find yourself just doing all kinds of crazy stuff because you know, well, well it's, it is another $10 million. It is another $30 million. And, and, and that makes it hard for you to say, you know what? I'll pass up the extra 30 million because I, I got to live my life. I got to be authentic. I got to do what's going to work for me. Okay. I, I'm glad you clarified that because I just want to make sure that's not what yes. you were saying. Because, you know. No, no, no. I, <laughs> I, I would never say money's bad. No, I, 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 I thought you were saying money, like money was terrible in this situation because if she didn't have all this money, she would just be a miserable person. But even if you do, if you have money or not, that's not going to, it's not a guarantee that it's going to make you happy, right? You clearly realize mm -hmm. that. Right. Well, I, okay. I, I brought up I brought up the money really as an exercise so that everyone that is learning about money, you know, from this platform can see it applied in a real world, real life context. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Rather than going out and getting a textbook or going into a classroom, the the, the world is your classroom. Just mm -hmm. look at the situation and, and, and a basic exercise I want everybody to do is to say, huh. I wonder what this would look like if you took the money out of the equation. If, if Jada was a waitress and Will was a truck driver, you know, how much of this behavior would even make sense or be interesting? I say none of it. Even if they were famous, even if she was a famous waitress and a famous truck driver and they're making $35,000, dollars $50,000 a year, it, it's like the money kind of shifts things. And I think it causes people to just end up doing these really awkward things. And, and what happens then is you are kind of trading your life for money, you know, because you end up married to someone you don't want to get married to. You're not, you're, you're, you're having panic attacks at your own freaking wedding. Well, why is that? Well, because everybody told you that you'd be a sucker if you didn't marry Will Smith, right? Because Will's going to have this great career, which he did. He, he, he became, I mean, he became the, the man everybody thinks that they would want to marry. And that's the interesting thing too. And I picked up on this when I wrote my book, Financial Lovemaking, is that a lot of times you'll see some guy or whatever, that has a lot of money and a lot of fame and a lot of power and people automatically assume, oh, he's a great catch or it'd be great to be married to him. Or you hear I, I've heard I've heard women talk about, uh, you know, who they were dating or whatever. And they say, oh, he's a medical doctor. Ooh, girl, you got you a good one. What makes him a good one? You don't even know this man.
<laughs> you don't even know this man. You don't, you don't have any medical doctors out here that are crazy that would do terrible things to you. Uh, so you got to be able to think beyond the money and let the money be a part of the equation, but it can't be the whole equation or you're going to make mistakes. I'll let you get the last word back. Oh, I get the last word. I have to say that I agree with you and I'm glad you clarified that because I didn't want us to walk away thinking that money was awful and it did something really terrible to the dynamic of Will and Jada. I was trying to strip away all of that and just look at them as individuals. And what I see is two people going through something really, I, I see them as struggling in some way. And so um, she's working something out. And I think about how Jada did those red table talks. I think it would be worthwhile to go back and watch a little bit of that if we can again and <laughs> watch some of that again with, with these new eyes that we have now. I didn't watch it the first time. She was telling, it was Actually, you know what? Her Red Table Talks was very, very informative. She had really good guests on there. She had really excellent topics. Like you could learn something from her um, Red Table Talks. So I can't really say, but I think that I think that now that we know what was really going on behind the scenes, so to speak, it would be interesting to see it because she really was, from what I can gather, she really was working something out. She was mm. she was working through something that she was going through by doing those red table talks during COVID. I mean, that was mm. the time that she started that. And I think that she needed that for her own mental health to be able to talk about these things. She needed an avenue or a place. It was basically therapeutic. It wasn't therapy, but it was therapeutic for her to have those red table talks. So it all makes sense. She is she's developing and evolving like all of us are developing and involve evolving. Hmm. She is. So okay. I, I think you gotta give her a little bit more compassion, honestly. Well, you know, I'm not mad at her. I I, I do think yeah. some things you sometimes you can vent privately though. You don't have to bring the whole world in on your little secret. You know, that's and, her learning process. She's gotta learn. Well, how to calibrate that. Well, just so you guys know, uh, as you guys know, my Twitter, which is Dr. Boyce Watkins one, I did a survey just to uh, ask that other follow-up question, which is, do you admire Jada more or less now that she's kind of been speaking? And let me tell you, it was it was an absolute landslide. My Twitter is Dr. Boyce Watkins and the number one, by the way, if you want to go in and check out the survey and comment, it's up there right now. And it literally 92.9% of you said that you admire her less because of this. Like, so wherever you were before, it didn't make you like her more. But at the same time, you know, maybe it made her more interesting. Like a, a lot of times in media and television, when they're signing these t big TV deals, they don't care so much whether or not people like you. They care more about whether or not people will just watch you. And uh, unfortunately, you know, weird stuff gets all the attention, right? Like, the, and this is um, th this is a little pet peeve of mine. There's so many smart people, smart therapists, and th that are friends of yours and stuff like that that deserve to have a big platform because they're actually healing people and helping people, but they get outshouted by somebody who is a man hater or a woman hater or ratchet or crazy. And, and then you wonder why the community ends up being ratchet or crazy because you don't listen to your thinkers. You listen to your loudmouths, right? So I'm not saying Jada's a loudmouth. I think Jada can be, you know, be seen however you want to see her. But uh, I, I think, uh, you know, that to some extent I would encourage everybody to take that time to heal because healing is, how you can have a quality life, right? Fight through that trauma, all that stuff. All right, guys. Well, anyway, um, my name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. This is my wife, Dr. Alicia Watkins. Uh, you're watching Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia. 
If you could, please hit that thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Also, this podcast is on Spotify and on Apple. So if you go to Spotify and Apple you and look up my name, Boyce Watkins, you'll find all of our content there. You can check it out. And also Alicia's website, if you want to see what she does, she sees a lot of clients, uh, probably an overload now. Uh, and you, you can go to coachingwithdralicia.com. That's coachingwithdralicia.com. DrAlicia.com. And also this weekend is the All Black National Convention. If you want to be around like-minded, be one-oriented people who think like you, uh, join us either virtually or in Atlanta. You can go to AllBlackNationalConvention.com. That's AllBlackNationalConvention.com. And also you can get a copy of my book, Financial Lovemaking, at DrBoyceBooks.com. And Alicia's books are there as well. So feel free to go take a look at that at DrBoyceBooks.com. So hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We love you. We'll check back in with you a little bit later, and we'll see you soon. Take care now. Peace. Mm-hmm.